Notes from America is supported by Future Hindsight, an award-winning podcast that shares big ideas about participating in American democracy beyond voting but short of running for office. Join host Mila Atmos for stimulating and incisive conversations with citizen changemakers on topics ranging from gerrymandering, policing equity, and voting rights. In this election year, Future Hindsight offers an unaffiliated perspective into what's at stake and how citizens can make an impact at the local, state, and national level. You'll always come away with something hopeful. Tune in every Thursday to get engaged and stay engaged. WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com slash WNYC and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com slash WNYC and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It's Notes from America. I'm Kai Wright. Actor and producer Omar Epps has starred in some foundational films in the canon of black cinema. His breakout role in 1992's Juice, alongside Tupac Shakur, was part of this remarkable moment in which hip-hop began migrating to the big screen. And then his leading man role in Love and Basketball, about a decade later, that was a landmark performance for a whole new generation. And now, while he is still, of course, making movies and TV shows, he's got a project that is explicitly about touching yet another generation of young people. He's co-authored a young adult book with writer Clarence A. Haynes that he hopes will inspire today's youth in their fight against climate change. The book is called Nubia the Awakening. It's set in a futuristic New York that has been ravaged by climate disaster and divided by wealth and technology but in which a group of young climate refugees learn they may have the secret powers that could change everything. I spoke with Omar Epps recently about the book and about his whole career as an artist. Omar Epps, thank you so much for taking time to join us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here, even though it's, you know, virtual. (laughs) Um, This is the world in which we live now. Um, So... As I understand it, this book has been on your heart for a long time. What sparked your interest in this story? Yeah, I've had the idea for over a decade. And I wrote a memoir a few years back called From Fathers to Fatherhood. And um, I was doing a a book fest in Jacob Javis in New York. And I saw hundreds of kids, like literally running to this one book for a particular author. And so the people that I I was with, I was like, what's going on? Like, because first of all, I was like, oh, kids still read? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. And I was like, man, that's great. But who's, who's that person? It's like, oh, you know, he's young adult, sci-fi, rock star. And I was like, oh. And I, this, the light bulb goes off like, hey, man, you've been sitting on this concept yeah. for a while. You need to activate on it. And um, that, that's when I started working on it. It took us about three and a half years to write yeah. the actual book. Me and my co-author, uh, I call him my co-pilot, Clarence Hank- yeah. A. Haynes. Um, and it was, uh, you know, 
I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> but it was a beautiful process, actually. And um, and I learned a lot, and so I'm thankful. Had you thought about young adult writing before? I, I had the pleasure of talking to young adult author Jason Reynolds earlier this year, uh, speaking of rock stars in this genre, mm-hmm. um, and asking him about, like, why that audience? What drew you to this audience? What made you want to write for young adults? Honestly, um, I, I don't work in that way. I just had an idea. Mm. You know, the kernel started from, listen, we live in a very tumultuous world. And one day I was sitting with myself and I was thinking to myself, what if love was actually illegal? Mm. And then was reborn through a 14-year-old who is love and doesn't know he's love. Mm. And that's where it all sprouted from. So the future that you have imagined in this book has a few different worlds in it. And New York City, it's divided into these places. And there's a place called Up High, which in the book you describe it, you write, Up High, rain was a steady melody to fall asleep to, not the stuff of nightmares. So what is Up High? Describe that to people. Yeah, so New York is the other character in the book. And... um It had to be in New York because that's where I'm born and raised. So I know the geography like the back of my hand. And so in what people would know as lower Manhattan, that's basically underwater. We call it the swamps. Uh, That's where the Nubians and and people like that are. The up high is more uptown. (laughs) um, And it's a floating city. That's where technology has fused with human beings. So it's not just about the rich. It's about te- that, like the high version of technology in 2098 is there. And, and just showing that juxtaposition. And ultimately, the core of the book is um, I really want the readers to walk away with the, the sense of unity, the meaning, of, the true meaning of that, unity in action, and the sense of hope. I can't have you here and not ask you also about your long term. I mean, you have spent decades uh, as a household name because uh, of your film work. What made you want to go into acting when you were a kid? Because you started young. Yeah, yeah, I did. Hey, man, it all came from writing, to be honest mm. with you. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to write um, poems, um, short stories. I used to write raps and all of that. You know, acting became a like an extension of that expression. And I was, I found a rhythm in that. And so for me, it's like, you know, writing Newbie of the Awakening is like coming full circle. But it's, I mean, it's a completely new endeavor. I mean, you gotta have the discipline, the time, the respect of the craft to do it. But I always lean into what I feel um, because this, Essentially, it isn't about me. It's about the younger generations that hopefully I'm leaving a breadcrumb trail for them uh, to prosper in a productive way with one another. Um, Kids of all races, by the way. You know what I mean? I had to speak specifically from the lens that I I know. Um, But as I said before, there's only ultimately there's only one race. It's the human race. I hear, I hear you, but I do have to tell you, you know, I mean, at the same time, to those of us who are Black, you have been uh, an important figure um, in the specificity of, of your Blackness on screen. Um, Thank you. And, you know, and I, and I want to, you know, so your, your breakout role, 1992 Juice, uh, will be, you know, 
deeply familiar to many people. I was a teenager at the time. Don't don't age us. Don't age us. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was. I I think a lot about that moment, and there were these. Juice was one of several films at that time. You know, Boys in the Hood, Boys in the Hood. New Jack City, yeah. uh, New Jack City, yeah. You know, Menace, Menace to Society, society. Um, mm-hmm. that were depicting uh, this experience that young black men were having. Um, yeah, and I wonder if you could just put your cultural critic hat on for a minute and tell me, just like mm-hmm. as somebody who was part of that moment in our history, what was going on about all of those films at that time? Like, what were they telling us about ourselves? That's a great question. That's a great, great question. Um, it was a time of being unapologetically black, who we are. These are our experiences. And now we get to have fictional depictions of what really, like what our experience really is. And I also, it, it was like the second incarnation of hip hop in terms of the business, right? And that plays a very big part because this culture that we created is now becoming a multi-billion dollar business at that time. So, you know, it was a time of unity. It was a very powerful time. Everybody, like, sure, you're going to have, you know, some people that don't get along, whatever, whatever, but it wasn't like that. It was like everybody had love for one another. Everybody was supporting one another, you know, everybody. You know what I mean? It really was a time for unity uh, because it was something that we as a culture had never experienced on that scale. Mm -hmm. And the level of artistry uh, that was being done was phenomenal was phenomenal. While he was talking about this era, Omar started thinking about other cultural moments on big and small screen that shaped his sense of self. And he went somewhere I didn't quite expect because it's a show that could not be less hip-hop. The Cosby Show. And its particular depiction of Black family. And so as a little kid who grew up without his father, I've only met my father one time in my life, literally. Mm. And watching that show, I was like, huh, that can happen? Mm. Like He's a doctor, she's a lawyer, and there's always food on the table. Everybody's laughing like, I want that. Power of imagery. And so this is what I'm trying to create with Nubia the Awakening. You know, and, and, and I'm aware of the, the responsibility that comes with it. And I'm prepared for it as well. Mm. Uh, when you're talking about the power of imagery, um, it's, it, it did, of course, I have to ask you about love and basketball, you know, because yeah. uh, for a whole nother generation of people, that was a film that was, you know, here's a story about affluent Black people um, loving, you know, a love story that's this yeah. sweet thing. Um, where, you know, race and racism and all that was almost struggle wasn't really part of it, you know? Right. It's a beautiful, listen, shout out to Gina, uh, who wrote and directed that. That was the first film. And it's a beautiful story because it's the fairy tale. It's like, yeah. you know, but I think that um, what keeps permeating through the years about that story is the functionality of love. What's so great about that story is the whole setup is like, oh, this man and this woman grew up together. So they know each other, but on a friendship type of thing. 
So they're, they're actually friends. So when they start to go through their adolescence and start dating and all of these things, it's like it's happening without judgment because they know each other. They're next door neighbors their whole life. So by the time they get to looking in the mirror at each other, like, oh, maybe it's you. Oh, maybe it's you. <laughs> you know, it just, it takes off in, in a different direction. And the thing that made me um, want to do that movie for myself from a creative standpoint was the ending. I thought that was so profound to me back then in, in terms of, you know, both of these characters were um, aspiring athletes and this, that, and the other. And the guy didn't make it, but the woman did. I thought that that just stuck out to me and it stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. And I just thought it was um, so layered and um, had so many dimensions to it that we just hadn't seen before, especially in in black cinema, but in cinema in general. and so I'm, I'm really thankful to have been a part of that. Is there something that does guide you? And I mean, from writing books to producing to acting, is there something that, that is guiding you in terms of how you make choices about that's for me, that's what I want to do? Absolutely. It's, it's my purpose, man. Like, the, the reason why Nubia the Awakening is so special to me because I know that I'm not going to be here forever. I know that. You know, I have children. One day I'm a have grandchildren. Hopefully one day I have great grandchildren. <laughs> but what am I leaving behind? You know, not material, not money. What am I actually leaving behind that they can take and it can help nurture them to say, hey, my great great grandpops did X, Y, and Z. And not just me personally, but to the kids abroad, to the generations abroad. Hey, I was inspired by this thing, this piece of art that helped me get through a tough time or helped me learn or helped me want to learn something um, that can help me better myself because I'm giving back the same things that were given to me. When I saw Sidney Poitier on screen when I was a kid, I was like, that was my first black superhero. Wow. Who is this elegant, handsome, <laughs> powerful? What is, what's going on? I never saw nothing like that before. And I'm watching this stuff and I'm enamored. I'm like, wait, hey, he brown skin, like we could do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I didn't yeah, even know that, yeah. you know? And so I have to fulfill, like, part of my purpose is to continue that cycle for the generations to come because they're gonna take it and go further. You know, when you, when you, when I say that, I'm saying you look at a Ryan Coogler, you look at an Ava Duvernay. You know, you look at a lean away, the, the list goes on and on and on. Each one teach one. So I embrace that. And I just hope that I, I have been a part of that. And I hope that I continue to be a part of that site. To bring us back to hip hop for a minute, you've been in that world your whole career, not just as an actor, but as a rapper, as a producer. Uh, you were part of a big hit video game series from Def Jam. What do you think about the culture and the industry today? Yeah. I think that um, hip-hop is exactly where it's supposed to be right now. Hip-hop is the dominant music on earth. It's pop music. Mm. If you want to use that phrase, we use hip-hop. Um, as a culture, the young ones need to understand that, uh, how many individuals and how many families hip-hop has saved. 
how many jobs have, have been created. If you ever did a chart of that, it would be unbelievable. Just in the industry. In terms of, you mean? Just in the hip-hop industry, how many jobs were created for people? How many people were able to come out of different circumstances mm-hmm. and elevate? And, and Because, you know, one of these things about life that's real interesting is, like, sometimes people are victims of circumstance. They're born into certain situations, certain environments, but these are some of the most brilliant minds in the world. Like, man, if he was born over there and went to Yale or, you know, Wharton Business School, like, this guy could have been Elon Musk. You know what I mean? He just was born in the hood, in the projects or something like that, you know? And that's just the reality of life. And so I say that to say the in-between has been hip-hop. You can learn a format and also utilize your natural gifts uh, to ascend, whether it's in production, whether it's in management, whether it's like any an executive level. And we see that time after time after time. So that's why I say hip hop is exactly where it's supposed to be. I'm proud of our culture. We will preserve it. I am hip hop. And it's forever going to be important to me because it's how as black and brown people, we've been able to preserve the essence of our culture. And I'm excited for this younger generation because, you know, these kids are so smart, you know? They, they'll have their own plights and missteps and stuff. They're kids, you know? Yeah. But the younger generation is walking with a different type of weight. And I think, I like, one of the things I touched on in Nubia The Awakening is, is not climate change, like, climate crisis, right. right? It's it's already happened. And so how do we live then? And I think that there's a generation now that is literally thinking about that. You know, the kids who know that one day I'm going to have kids and have a family, like, what's going on? You know, we need to change this. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. those are the kids I'm talking about. And those are the kids I'm excited about. Before I let you go, you you're part of uh, a highly anticipated upcoming project from Lee Daniels, The Deliverance, uh, with yeah. Glenn Close coming out on Netflix. Can you tell us anything about uh, about what to expect? Yeah, absolutely. It's a phenomenal um, project. Shout out to Lee Daniels, by the way. It, it's so funny how it happened because we've been running into each other um, for a few years, and we always say, "Hey, man, we got to work. We got you know." And uh, he made that call, and and um, you know, to get a chance to work with someone uh, like Glenn Close is amazing. And this is a film that's going to knock you off your feet. Like if, if you was into that film, Get Out, <laughs> shout out to Jordan Pill, then you, yeah, this this going to be the one for you. Right. It's different. All right. <laughs> Actor and producer Omar Epps is the co-author with writer Clarence Haynes of a new young adult book titled Nubia, The Awakening. It's the first installment in a saga from Random House Children's Books. Thanks for this time, Omar. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Notes from America is a production of WNYC Studios. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also follow us on both Instagram and Twitter at Notes with Kai. Music and mixing by Jared Paul. Production, reporting, and editing by Karen Froman, Vanessa Handy, Regina Dehir, Rahima Nasa, Kusha Navadar, Lindsay Foster-Thomas, and me, Kai Wright. Thanks for spending this time with us, and I will talk to you next week.
Notes from America is supported by Future Hindsight, an award-winning podcast that shares big ideas about participating in American democracy beyond voting but short of running for office. Join host Mila Atmos for stimulating and incisive conversations with citizen changemakers on topics ranging from gerrymandering, policing equity, and voting rights. In this election year, Future Hindsight offers an unaffiliated perspective into what's at stake and how citizens can make an impact at the local, state, and national level. You'll always come away with something hopeful. Tune in every Thursday to get engaged and stay engaged.